Allow your loved ones to kill you should you turn. Or be all poetic about it and lose your mind together. Maybe that's love. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Now run. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Podcast Detected. Anna here, um, again, and Zali is also here. Hi! Um... And today's theme is Runner 5 Headcanon, so we're going to be talking to you about that. Also, um, Liz is here to do a review of a fanfiction, um, and you'll hear the third installment of our Choose Your Own Adventure segment. Lots of exciting stuff to come up. So, um, Zalia, do you want to start with your Runner 5 Headcanons? Okay, so some of you have probably seen it on the tag in the last couple of days is my head canon that runner five is a somewhat harried accountant who was only in able township to audit their supplies for the military and somehow you know some weird person blew up the helicopter and now they're stuck here and they think that they make a good runner what the hell is going on here for me, it's it's a similar thing where Runner 5 is a more reluctant hero than they're presented as in the game. For me, it's a woman. And um, she was kind of, like, her parents were worked for the military, so she just ended up on a military base. And she's like, I'm not really helping the world, but I kind of don't want to, but I feel like I should. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go on one mission, and it's going to be totally safe. But then ended up being put on the green shoot mission. And then was, like, shot down and got stuck somewhere and, like, has to run all the time from zombies and it's irritating for her and, um, horrifying. And mine just kind of, like, didn't want to be, like, attached to anyone because she kept thinking she was going to leave and then nobody would come and then... So, yeah, <laughs> and then she made friends. Go <laughs> to Abel, they said. It'll be just for a couple of days, they said. <laughs> Pretty much. A year and a half later. <laughs> so, yeah, those are our headcanons. Um, in a bit, we'll hear yours. But for now, we're going to hear Liz do a segment on fanfiction and a review of one of them. So take it away. Welcome to our brand new podcast segment where we talk about one of the most important things in every fandom, fanfiction. Every episode we will randomly choose a fanfic or another kind of fan work from our Zombies Run Delicious and then talk about it here on the podcast because we think we should show off all the amazing talent the Zombies Run fandom has to offer. Our story for today is called The Week Before, The Week After, and Everything in Between by the wonderful Stray Dog 733. Or maybe 733? I don't know. I didn't ask. Oh my god, I'm a terrible host. I'm really sorry about that. Anyway, the story itself has a few spoilers for Season 2 Radio Mode, but don't worry, this review will be spoiler-free. What is the fanfic about? It's about Eugene and about the way his life was in the week before the outbreak, during the outbreak, and the week after the outbreak. 
and there are also short radio able segments. And that's basically it. Now, there are a lot of things we could talk about here because the fanfic is full of great stuff. Like, the radio able segments are really in tone with the actual game, the original characters are quite likable, the part near the end where Eugene hesitates to talk about his past and his sexuality was really interesting, and I also like the shoutouts to the things and people from the game. Stray Dog did a really good job with all of this, hands down. Portraying these characters, awesome job, and especially portraying Eugene. But I guess my favorite aspect of the story is the relationship of Eugene and this other character we get to meet in the first half of the story. Now, usually, fan fictions tend to be about really romantic relationships and, and that's not, not a bad thing, not at all, don't get me wrong. But here I really enjoyed this rather downplayed portrayal of a really adult relationship. These two characters are not teenagers anymore and it's not yet another story full of drama and angst and fluff. It's just a glimpse into a pretty realistic relationship between two adults who might not be all lovey-dovey, but who really seem to deeply care about each other. And you can still feel that during and after the outbreak. I think of all the things in that story that I really liked, this, the way this relationship was written is my personal favorite. I liked it. I totally liked the story. I would recommend it to everybody, more or less. I would recommend it especially to fans of Eugene. And I would recommend it to everybody who is in season two already, because there are some things that, you know, are a bit spoilery. So wait for season two until you read it. You can find the link to Stray Dog's story in the description of this podcast. Check it out if you have a little time. It's not that long of a story. Uh, and if you like it, leave Stray Dog a message or something. I am pretty sure it will be appreciated because every author likes feedback. That's it for this episode. I'm really glad we had such a great story in the beginning. We will talk about another fanfic in two weeks in the next episode. Until then, keep on reading, keep on writing, and keep on running. Thanks, Liz. So before we move on, we're going to tell you about something exciting happening in the fandom. Uh, Radio Cable is back, and they're looking for some new voice acting talent. If you'd like to give it a go, uh, if you check out Fly Time's journal on Tumblr, so it's FLY... T-H-Y-M-E on Tumblr uh, to get involved. Okay, so you've heard our headcounters for Runner 5. Uh, so now it's time to go over to our lovely listeners uh, to hear what you think about our favourite silent protagonist. The first headcanon comes from Darcy and is one that we can all relate to, I think. In, and the headcanon is, my runner five is having a secret torrid affair with Sam. The next one is from 
Ted and Axe, Tumblr user Ted and Axe. My headcanon is five is really boring. It is basically myself, only a few years older, gender neutral with shorter hair. They were just wandering around Mullins, and the people there decided they would be better off and able. My five just rolled with it because that's what I'd do. The next one is from Lara, who's a friend of Fiona's, and um, she says, Well, my runner five is a big damn heroine. The silent type, though. She got damaged long before the outbreak. She has a dark side. Sometimes she fantasizes about not going back and just taking the supplies she collects with her and never looking back. Maybe joining New Canton. Still, those moments n never last long. For some real re weird reason, she feels at home at Abel. Also, she has a huge crush on Dr. Myers. Who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and our final headcanon comes from The Boy Falls from the Sky on Tumblr. Uh, and so it's, I personally favor the mental image of using a Hello Kitty t-ball bat as I flee legions of the undead. There are some notable advantages and disadvantages to this. As a t-ball bat, it is designed for children, and it tends to be only about two feet in length, which means close quarters, which is not necessarily ideal for fighting off a zombie horde, especially if you intend to keep yourself from going grey. However, it also means it's lightweight, which is good for running with, uh, and if necessary, you can wield it with one hand. No sharp edges, which means it's likely it won't take off any body parts that aren't already hanging on by a thread, and it's probably more suited to stunning a zombie than dispatching them. But not completely useless. Sometimes all you need is the opportunity to outrun the zombies rather than killing them. From an out-of-character's perspective, I also just find it really funny. More realistically, I picture myself with an axe, but I'd loot a Home Depot and get a really nice one. I'm not very good with guns, and I don't see that changing with the oncoming zombie hordes. And if you can't find ammo for the gun, it just becomes a really fancy club. Not saying I'd refuse one, mind. Waste not, want not. With a grip, it won't slip from my hands, and something with a fiberglass handle might not break as easily as a wooden one. Whatever your weapon, if you take care of it, it'll take care of you. Alright, thank you guys so much for your five Ed cannons. I enjoyed them so much. <laughs> Good advice there. Yeah. <laughs> Alright everyone, next up is our Choose Your Own Adventure segment. So when we last left Runner 5, they were deciding what weapon they were going to take. You guys voted for no weapon at all. So Devin's going to tell us what's going to happen next. Hey listeners. This is Devin here for the third part of the Choose Your Own Adventure segment. Between the ammo deficit and the numerous other runners who are going into more dangerous zones than you are, you opt to head off to the gates without any weapons. Besides, all the commotion around Abel has you grinding your teeth. Being able to run unburdened by the weight of an axe or a gun seems favorable. So you get ready behind the gates and adjust your headcam and headset so you can hear Maxine's voice ringing in your ears. Sam, calm down. We're... Hey, Five. Now, I know you haven't gone down this path before, but as I was telling Sam here, it looks like a pretty clear route. Sam grumbles a bit in the back, and after Max Maxine's assurance to Sam that she does know how to operate technology, she calls out, raise the gates, opening fire, and you're off. With minimal trouble, you easily follow the doctor's directions. After a few minutes, Maxine says, Okay, Five, April doesn't have any cameras in this area, so I can only see you through your head cam. But if you keep going straight, you'll be at your destination in about five minutes. 
that noise wasn't you. You turn your head around and you can't see anything. But it definitely came from behind you. As you turn your head back to the front, you spot movement about 20 meters ahead. It could be the wind in the trees, or it could be the shadows of something nastier. Maxine says, Five, it's your call. Do you, A, keep going full speed ahead since getting medical supplies is your mission, but being wary of the possible life or lack thereof? B, double back to investigate the cracking noises behind you. This is also your route back, and you do want to check to make sure that someone or something isn't following you or going to attack you later when you're burned with supplies. Or C, slow down and wait to see if there are any more cracks or mysterious movements. You may be sitting duck with no weapons but your feet, but you'd be more comfortable with more information. Remember guys, drop your answers in our inbox, email, or you can tweet us on Twitter, and we're excited to see which one you choose. Uh, thanks, Devin. Uh, so that's all we have for today. Uh, just a reminder that our topic for next podcast is on uh, our favorite runner for Jody Marsh. So if you have any headcanons or thoughts about her, please send us a message. Um, uh, stay safe, guys. We'll be back next time. Bye, guys. Podcast Detected is a non-profit project Brought to you by way too many people in a com shack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected. Or email us at way too many people in a com shack at gmail.com. No runners were harmed during the making of this episode.